I have something stuck in my teeth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get through the podcast. Well, you were using your car keys. So what happened with that? Yeah, well, hold on. Let me get it. <laughs> There's a plastic. <laughs> my chicken wings. <laughs> now they're stuck in my teeth. I don't have my. Everything's. I got a new car. Yes. And got a new car, Rav Four. Got the Rav Four Hybrid, 2022. I got a, I got. I don't know if I got a deal. I think mm. I got a deal. I mean, I definitely got a deal. I went in there. I hammered those guys. I sat down, you know, and you know they started doing their thing. It was all you make you wait. Oh, let me go check with the boss. And it's like ten minutes. Right. And I know that I know what they're doing. Yeah. And I just got a number in my head that felt fair, if, you know, and I knew how long that car had been on the lot. I knew everything. Mm. Had you been looking at it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I knew it had been there for at least a month. I was surprised that it was still there. So, and then, you know, I get nervous. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a good face-to-face negotiator. Mm. I always get kind of nervous. I was a little bit nervous at the beginning. And then I kind of got present. I'm like, this is some kid. <laughs> right. And I was like, I'm a wizard. I'm going to straighten these motherfuckers out. And yeah, I, of course, won the negotiation. And they were just like, dude, you totally just beat us up, man. I mean, (laughs) they were kind of in admiration of me. Wow. What did you do? Well, the key to negotiations, you have to be willing to walk away. Mm -hmm. And there was a big part of me that wanted to buy a truck. Right. And so I had that in my head. I'm like, hey, man, I, I'm listen, I don't even want to buy this car. I'd rather buy a truck. So if I, I don't get a good deal on it, I, I, you know, I'll just go buy a truck. And I got a truck. And then they're like, we got trucks. I'm like, no, no, I got one in mine. I got one in mine. And, uh, you know, when you're willing to walk away, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm going to take this car off your hands right now. I mean, this car's been on the lot for like, what, I don't know, a month, six weeks, a long time. And I'm going to take it off your hands right now at a decent price. It's fair. And I just held the line. And, uh, it's an, it's just an energy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I said, uh, they're asking me like afterwards, the kid was sitting down. He's like, man, you're really good. Huh? Mm. Like, well, you know, I said, did you, do you know who Andrew Tate is? And he said, yeah. I said, uh, did you watch that interview with the therapist? And he just looked at me like, that's you. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. <laughs> And they just lost their minds. It went all around the dealership. Everybody came over. They wanted to talk to me, take pictures. It was a whole scene. Wow. Oh, yeah. They all, they're all, these, you know, they're all kids in their 20s. Right, right. And they love Tate. And then this kid was asking me all kinds of questions about, you know, do you have advice for me? I'm 20. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I said, actually, I think sales is great training. Mm. I was like, I could teach you how to sell. I get, it's like I got, you know, you smelled the blood in the water and I felt the killer. I was mm. like, I could do this. Mm. I could be a salesman. You just got to turn something on. Right. The killer. The killer. Yeah. So I have a new car after 15 years. Mm. I know Ferd, uh, he told me he texted you and I, he, uh, he 
he felt something towards your 15 year old car. <laughs> like he was like, you know, like he, that's, that car's been with you for a long time. Yeah. And so he wanted to just acknowledge that. And that's when he told me that you got this new one. Yeah. Yeah. I got the new one on Monday it was a whole day. I mean, I, I test drove, I actually was going to buy the Colorado. Nobody cares about this, but <laughs> the, the Chevy Colorado was super cool, but I got in it and after driving that Dodge Ram for a week, it was very low. Oh, and I just yeah. thought, it's low. Uh -huh. It's kind of like driving a car. Right, yeah. So why would I get this? I should just get a car. Yeah. And if I'm going to get a truck, I'm going to get a big truck. But the big trucks are, to get the one I wanted that I would really like, it was, you know, was going to be like 60000 I, I just wasn't ready yeah. to spend 60000 but I got the high-end RAV4, like the S mm. XSE, the leather. This, it's all nice. Mm -hmm. And it looks cool. Right, yeah. It's got this two-tone paint. And Ferd kept saying that it was, like, it was like the Escape, like your last car. It's kind of like my last car, yeah. Is it's that got, what it feels like? No, it's a oh. different feeling inside. It's got a little more uh, oomph to it. Oh. Uh, it's actually, you know, it's not a Porsche, obviously. It's a Toyota. But it's got some... It's got some... Uh, some feistiness to it mm -hmm. so it's fun to drive and gets great gas mileage and uh, it's a it's hybrid right? hybrid yeah. it's comfortable perfect for perfect for city driving and it'll get me to sundance and back so mm. it's got enough room in the back for and i can put something on the roof if i need extra space but and diana can drive it no diana no. is not going to be driving that <laughs> No, she was the first one to drive it. She had to drive it home while I drove the the Ram oh, right. back to the uh, the rental car place, which is a whole story. But um, I am getting the Ford fixed. I, I decided to oh. get the battery replaced. Really? Oh, so that... Yeah, so she has a car right. or there's an extra car at the house. And if I got to haul wood or rocks, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't want to put that in this new car. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, we need a second car. It's a, the, the batteries. It's a two-year guarantee. So you know, it's like it's five k. It's not cheap, but mm -hmm. okay, five k. I have another car for two years. It's fine, mm -hmm. and it's it just. Diana's not stuck at home. I just for right. me, I don't, I don't like the feeling of I'm here. She's at home. She's I mean, she's not stuck there. But if she has a, it's also nice. Hey, can you run to you know? Yeah, right. and I can get her to do errands for me. <laughs> I'm sure she's excited about that. Right. <laughs> I feel a little crazy. Really? You don't? Oh, okay. How do, how do I seem? You seem good. I am good. I feel good. I've just been running around. And it's been nonstop since the workshop. Oh. Uh, just sessions and meetings and... Pod, I did two podcasts wow. this week. Did one yesterday with Danny Miranda, which was great. Mm. I'm getting better. Mm -hmm. I and then I had, uh, I just met Monsell mm -hmm. at uh, Barton Springs, and Monsell's very measured, very. Oh, I can see both sides of this, and there's something when I'm talking to somebody who's. I can see both sides. I'm like, no, that's fucking bullshit. It's this way. 
I don't know why it just comes out of me and it's authentic. It's uh-huh. real. But I, 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 I just went on these rants and also on the Danny Miranda podcast, I didn't rant, but I was talking fluidly and I thought I, I don't know, I used to be able to do that and I thought I'd lost it. Hmm. I, I always felt like I was the last year or two struggling to find my words, couldn't remember things, couldn't get into a flow. And suddenly with Danny, I was just like on fire. Hmm. And and then today with Monsal, I was just on fire. So I think something's been released. I mean, it, you know, it's all this time of you can't say anything mm-hmm. about what you actually think because you're going to get hammered for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been saying this over and over again, but there's still a, a little, I could feel a little restriction in my head. Mm-hmm. And especially, I guess, when you're a therapist. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Right, yeah. Which I want to talk about a little more, but yeah. You want yeah. to talk about it a little more? Yeah, but, but, but finish. That's all. I just felt like I was in flow. Mm-hmm. And that felt good. Thought the inner because I'm, I want to be able to communicate. This I want to be able to communicate better about this work, and, and I know people say oh, you communicate communicate great, but I'm like, eh, it could be better. Mm-hmm. Could be better. Mm-hmm. I could be giving clearer answers. Like I could be talking with more passion. I don't know. I don't know. Something's something's shifting, mm-hmm. and it feels good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm ready to really stand behind the work, stand behind what I do, stand behind what I know claim my wisdom, claim my gifts, give it to the world, mm-hmm. not worry about what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. And which is, that's the energy that's attractive, mm-hmm. of course. Not like, hey, look at me. This is what I do. I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. It's like, no, fuck that. This is awesome. I'm awesome. You're awesome. And you need to come to my workshop. Mm-hmm. I mean, a therapist came up to me just while I was having lunch. And she was all shy. And of course, I assumed it was a Gilmore Girls person. She's like, I just... David Sutcliffe? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm a therapist and I saw your interview with Andrew Tate. I just, it was like amazing. And I don't know, do you do any trainings? Like I would love to come to one of your trainings. And she's probably, you know, 30. And it was interesting. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I got recognized for that interview and, and by a therapist who mm-hmm. wants training from me, mm-hmm. which makes me want to say to all those people who, said to me, he's not even a real therapist. It's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. I train the therapist. Do you understand? (laughs) I'm tired of being nice to these fucking people. Have you ever been nice? Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's what they don't even know. I've been holding back. (laughs) You've been getting like 60, 70%. You don't want the full force of it. You'd, You'd pass out and cry. You think you're tough. You're not. I'll take you out, motherfucker. Okay? Step into my world. I've had it. Somebody, Monsal was like, oh, you know, the, these, the circling community. And they're all polyamorous, apparently. You know about this? Mm-mm. But they're really conscious. I was like, bullshit. They're full of shit. It's all bullshit. Come into my world. I'll fucking straighten all those motherfuckers out. They don't know shit. It's all bullshit. It's all in your head. You heard me, circlers. You're full of shit. That's how I feel. 
I'm in that mood. Uh-huh. I, I could be measured and say, no, it's really valuable. And they learn amazing skills and, you know, they're working hard at it. But that's not the mood I'm in. No. The mood I'm in is like, you guys are full of shit. You're talking, you're all polyamorous. It's all bullshit. It's all rationalization. Polyamorous. Give me a break. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Have you ever seen anyone polyamorous who's normal? <laughs> they're all weirdos. And it's like, there's something going on. There's like, what? What's going on? There's something else happening here. But they claim to be free. We're open. We've evolved beyond. Mm. Like, no, you haven't. I'm with God all the way. Straight and narrow. One path towards the kingdom of heaven. Everything else is demonic, satanic. Mm. That's how I feel. Right. That's how you feel. Yeah. And I feel strong. It feels great. I love it. I think we need a theocracy. I might convert to Islam. I don't know. Because those motherfuckers don't fuck around. I'm all about it. They pray five times a day. They remember five times a day. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That's why, that's why uh, people are scared of them. Because they're, they're fucking constantly connecting to God. That's what evil tries to do. Tries to separate you from God. Makes fun of religion. Makes these atheists... They don't know. They're demonic. They don't know. Well, their intentions are good. That's what Monsel said, too. Well, you know, because I was talking about, we we're talking about what's going on in the world. And he's like, well, you know, some of these people have good intentions, like the Black Lives Matter. I'm like, do they? Do they? No, they made that their false god. Okay. But- it's unconscious. You could say that. Well, here's the, it, this is the discussion on the nature of evil. It's like, well, if it's unconscious, it's not really evil. Like, if to really do evil, you, you, you're, you're conscious. You're making a choice. You're making a decision. No. No. You can do, just because you think you're, you can rationalize what it is you're doing, and if you do evil, it's still evil. It's almost worse. It's scarier. We've talked about this before. Yes, we have, but I'm in a different place now. What? <laughs> you're wrong then. Okay. The place you're in is incorrect. Right. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. I I don't want to be fooled anymore. Fooled? Yeah. By what? By who? By what is the duality of this world? It's like, you know, yeah, there's evil, but there's good too. Yeah, of course. And there's good in the people that have evil that you're saying. It's good. Yeah, they, no, I'll they, remember that when I'm, I'm taking them out. Sure, I remember. I'll see their, their goodness in their heart while I uh, plunge a knife into it. Sorry. Will you? We're at war, lady. What are you going to do when you're at war? Well, I think the thing that I am, the, the place that I'm in that's different now is that, that I feel like I can't, I don't know if, if this is if this is true. I'm just going to say it. Um, I don't I don't think that I can get fooled anymore. Fooled by by what have you been fooled by in the past? Um, by people. I, I there's a way in which I have seen. I haven't seen uh, the full scope. Like I haven't. I see people. Certain people. Certainly my mother. You know, and and my sister as well. Like all all evil. You know, like there's a way in which I've held them in a place that's like dark. And ever since I had that reunion with my mom and dad, something shifted. 
I just, I saw something. I saw, I, I could see differently. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. She's obviously not all bad. I mean, obviously. But there was some place in me that could only, like, that I needed to be able to hold that so that I could have the space. I mean, I talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. But recently, there just have been more people that have been coming into my field. Either people like, you know, saying this person is really bad, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, the way that I see people, which is like, oh, they're, they're, they're really good people, you know, but it's both, it's both. And to be able to hold both of those things, it, what it does, especially for the people that I have felt like, you know, these people are really evil. If I can't hold on to their goodness, I get really scared. And something about being able to hold on to their goodness suddenly shifts something for me. I'm I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, they can be a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I might have to take them down, but I don't have to be scared. Yeah, and no, some, for sure. Yeah, well, that's that, and that's mm. my, that's where I go to. Right. And so something's shifted for me. And I think part, part of it is that I'm able to see more of my own darkness without being scared. Like, mm. I think that that's what's happening. Right. And I can hold it and not make myself bad. And so... Were you scared of your own darkness? Yeah. I mean, I did. I think that, you know, I didn't want to be what I saw as really dark in, in my mom, you know, in, in people around me. You didn't want to think you had that in yourself? I didn't want to allow that to come out of me. I didn't, I don't know if I, uh, did I think that it was in me? Uh, I mean, there's some place that just didn't want to admit it, but also, yeah, I think I, I was scared that if it was, then what I was capable of. You know, in our last workshop, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I played the role of the insane mother again. Yeah. Over and over again. You're very good at that. <laughs> Interesting. Exactly. And so... There was one moment I was I was in uh, a supervision session, and uh, and my supervisor, we were role playing, and I was role playing the crazy <laughs> woman, and he was you know he was just I was recording the thing because I wanted to hear how he was going to deal with me, and so at one point he starts to cry, and I was like, why are you crying? And he was like. Because I know, Angela, that you're role-playing, but there's some place in you that really is, that has this place in you, like the crazy woman. <laughs> I was like, that's probably true, you know? I could really feel that I was role-playing, you know, like one of my clients, but it was like, or, or any, you know, just like a, like a place inside of myself. It wasn't, I didn't feel like it was myself. But when he said that, I was like, oh, this is a part of me. And so when I was role playing in the workshop, I was like, damn, this must be, I'm, this must be in me. This sure. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I am really good at it. I'm not just good at it. It feels real. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm in the, the place I'm in. I'm it is in real. That yeah. Energy. You're, it's, you're not role playing. It's not acting. You, you go there. You, you are that energy. It yeah. becomes embodied and it comes through you. And so I'm capable of that just as you are capable of the place that goes to kill me, you know, like, and I feel that. Yeah. And 
there's something about being able to hold that, knowing that that's in there, and then still knowing that he, this that, that there's a lot of love in me too. You know? Yeah, of course. It's I don't know. I feel I feel like I, I've never felt stronger. So he was crying. Why, why was he crying? Like he was. He was crying because there was he he did something. Uh, he said something. I can't re- totally remember the session, but uh, he he said something that turned me around. Like I couldn't I couldn't get out of. Uh, like I was I was challenging him. I kept on you know. Mm-hmm. He boxed you in. Yeah, he boxed me in, and he saw me get boxed in, and I I didn't know where else to go. And so then I, I think I, I said something. Took your top off. That <laughs> would have been a good move. <laughs> Seduce him. <laughs> I've had it happen to me. Have you? Yeah. They go crazy and then, you know, they, 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 they realize there's no way out and then they, they try to seduce you. Right. Right. You know, try to get you set. Whatever they got to do to keep the connection or to, or to win the, the moment. Like it's maniacal. It's. It's sad. It is sad. I get, I maybe now I can see why he would cry because there's something very sad about it. Right. Yeah. Because they're lost. Yeah. And they're in a state of terror. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I think that there was a part of me that was in a state of terror for a long time. Sure. Me and too. I think, you know, we, I mean, we talked about this a few days ago and I was asking you about the, you know, if you felt like the pandemic, if it had done, if there was still residual effects and, um, and I, I, because I could feel that there was still something in me that's still like, I don't know, like I, I got, I got terrified, like something in me was, was holding on, was got tight you know, in a way that, like, I wasn't even conscious of, really. But in the last couple of months, something's been, I've been more relaxed, you know. Mm. It's like, like I'm coming more back into myself fully. Um, and it makes me wonder about the, the effects of not being able to speak up, about not being able to, say my truth I mean I think that's just been the the case for me my whole life but it got exacerbated or got really brought to the forefront during this last period of time yeah so yeah I was gonna tell you about this uh this client of mine texted me a couple days ago and she said that she had a dream that I was no longer a therapist Hmm. and um and she was concerned because she was like I hope that that's not true you know like I I still want to work with you and you know so I thought it was kind of amazing because you know this client's she has kind of get prophetic gifts you know and so I was like, wow, because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot, uh, about the role of the therapist. I mean, yeah. we've talked about it, but I've been really thinking about it, like just feeling into that, that title, you know? And I think also because 
of what you've shared about in terms of being a psychotherapist and, you know, the Andrew Tate video and what's come from that, calling yourself a therapist, all of that. And so I was thinking about how you and I have gotten paid to be actors, you know, to, mm -hmm. to not be ourselves. Right. And that I, I wrote this thing down. I was like, I, I don't want to get paid to not be myself anymore. Right. It's, but in the role of a therapist, as you're, you're in some way not being yourself. Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. That there's a, that this is a, another role take, like <clears throat> that we're, we're taking on. That there's, you know, that kind of blank slate. Um, yeah. We're, I'm not supposed to see you. You're supposed to see me, you mm -hmm. know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I just had this, I don't know, I don't know if it was an epiphany or if it was just like something, a knowing that came into me. It was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to be that for people. I mean, they can call me their therapist. I think it's an easy term sure. to, to use, you know, it's like uh, a shortcut so that people, you don't have to explain, you know, everything, yeah. but it's not what I, I do. It's not what we, I don't think that, that we're not therapists, not in that, that traditional sense of the word. And, uh, what I, I mean, I just got clear for myself. It's like, I just want to be myself. I want to get paid to be myself mm -hmm. and I want to help other people be themselves. Right. And if you want to come and you want to work with me being myself as I am, whatever I'm doing, I mean, it's not that I'm doing anything that different than I was before, but it, it might trigger you, you know, my, it might, uh, like you might judge me, like there might be stuff that comes up, but we're going to, we're going to work with that. It's all the same things. We're right. calling it all the same things, but I get to be myself. Like whatever, whatever, if you hear something on a podcast or you see something on a video or you see something on social media and it triggers you, just bring it, bring it, Yeah, you know, like bring it and then we'll work with it. And then you'll get to know parts of yourself that you didn't know before. Right. And that's, that's, that's the game that we're playing. I'm not hiding. I'm not, I don't want to hide anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and you don't either, you know, like, well, you haven't been hot. You're, you're out. You're out more, more, but I, I can feel that more, I, I want to come out even more. Hmm. So yeah, like what I, you know, what I, I mean, not, I don't know if I, do I want to share every little detail? No, no, no. but the things that I feel like I, Probably the things that I, in, in, in any way where I feel shame uh, or I feel like I have to hide or I am hiding in some ways, mm -hmm. then I, I, I want to, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like there's something there. Yeah. And you can choose to, I mean, when, when you're, you're still in a role. Like, I, I don't know if there's any way to escape that entirely. I know what you mean though. Like when you come in a workshop, you're, yeah. you're, you're, if you're leading a workshop, you're in the role of leader. Like there's something right. that's inescapable. If you're a mom or a dad, you, you, there's a role there that. But you're consciously choosing. You're it. consciously choosing. Yeah. Or, and, and maybe the, your old mental model of the, uh, the role that you were, you were in felt confining. And so you, you're, you want to break free of that and yeah, be more of yourself and, um, and I guess, I think the argument would be that, uh, you'll be more effective. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, is as soon as I made that decision, mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, I got that text from my client, but then I, I, I was, I had an intro call with the potential client and, and she called and she said, uh, I'm looking for someone who is just being themselves mm. and I want to learn how to be myself. Wow. And I was like, uh, you came to the right person. Right. Well, I guess that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, it's a sign. And, and then I, and then yesterday I got three, I got a text, I got two texts. No, I got a text, a voicemail, and an email from three different people. The first person's saying, uh, Angela, I'm in this two-day leadership workshop, and uh, we had to, we did this um, uh, exercise where we had to think of a person who was vibrant, alive, powerful, uh, healthy, and she was like, there was no question in my mind. It was like, Angela. Wow. And I was like, wow. You know, and she, she was like, I just want you to know that I'm just grateful that I can say that I have a living example of someone who uh, is, can be themselves and, and is, that's such an inspiration to me. And it just felt so good. You know, I was like, wow, this is, this is what I, you know. And then, then uh, Richard Kwan yeah. texted me and was like, hey, I'm thinking about you. And I was like, what are you thinking about? And he was like, just that you're, you, I forget exactly how he wrote it, but it was basically the same thing hmm. that you're just unapologetically being yourself. Wow. And, uh, and how inspiring that was. And then I got a third. You didn't text me that. Nobody texted me that. <laughs> Everybody likes you more. I'm, I'm sick of it. Well, look, I mean, the third person, I, and I think part of this is, you know, they're listening to the podcast, like, which is this third email that I got was from, this woman who listens to the podcast mm-hmm. and she's been really inspired by the things that she's hearing and right. she wanted to reach out and she's, you know, she's, she's looking for support. So mm. it's like, it's, it's, how's it thanks, feel? Thanks to you. I mean, I'm, ah, like, I'm coming at, no, I'm it's true. It part, it is true. You know, mm-hmm. it's part of it. It's like, I get to be, I mean, I've, I'm definitely more free than I ever have been as a result of being able to speak my truth on this podcast and mm-hmm. pe- have, knowing that people are listening and, you know, s- being terrified that they're going to judge me, but then getting all of this amazing feedback, you know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it feels like just what I want to be doing. Are you identified with that now? Do you, do you receive all that? that the idea that you're this powerful woman with all this wisdom and you're living your life authentically and fully alive. Well, I'll tell you the, the, the response that I gave to Richard, which I felt and and same with the other two, like I feel seen, Mm. like I feel that Mm. it feels true to me what they're saying and what they're seeing. I feel, I, I don't feel like they're just saying something to compliment me or, you know, like inspired by you. Yeah. And yeah, and and yeah. So I I do feel like I'm owning it. It just it just feels true. I feel good. I feel stronger than I've ever felt. I feel more myself. I feel like I'm we're we're both doing really power. I mean, the last workshop I felt like was the most powerful we've done. Mm-hmm. This teaching was super strong. Yep. Um, and people, I mean, it just it felt like they went further faster. Yes because of the foundation that we laid, but also who we've become and, w- and what we're embodying now. Mm-hmm. It's not, 
you know, it's not just teaching. We're not just teaching. It's just, it's something that we're, that's being transmitted through us. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And they're all new to the work, right? They were everybody, you know, no one had done any radical beautiful. lightness or core energetics. Yeah. Really powerful. I'm still getting emails from people. Diane and I were talking about how awesome you are today. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. That's really... Forget why you came up, but... Well, she wrote to me about the, the Mayan, the today's my kind of like... Oh, that, you're right. Day. That's how it came up. Yeah. 5K. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I wrote, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel very strong today. Hmm. And she said that the five kej uh, represents strength and vitality. Right. In the, in, in the wilderness. Yeah, um, that call you had with her when her and I were scrapping and she couldn't believe it. She'd never had an experience like that. You mean with me? Yeah. Oh. Where she called and was, you know, she, we were in a big fight and she didn't know what to do. And she called you and she, she just, she was totally blown away. Wow. By the questions you asked and how you, how you led her to the truth. Mm. And she just thought it was masterful. Mm. And I said, well, yeah, you, you, she's the best. <laughs> it's true. Mm. Your, your clients are so lucky. Mm. Triple your rates. <laughs> that's what I say. Well, that's what we're, 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 about, we're right. about to talk about. What's the number you came up with? I came up so so. 5, okay, let, let's 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 lay the groundwork for this. Okay? Yeah. So we've been doing the power and practice of deep feeling workshops. We've been doing it for about a, a little over a year, right? Is More right? than a year. A year and a half. Two years. Oh, I've been here for a year and a half. Okay. So yeah, I did. We, I did. Well, we did the retreat. Right. But yeah, okay, a year and a half. We've had so, this space coming up. I think. Yeah, two years because when when we did the retreat, which December. was November. We, yeah, December, we were, we were moving into the space. I think the lease started January actually, but. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, as we were preparing for this last workshop, we had both discussed that this was going to be our last deep feeling workshop. Mm -hmm. And as we were doing it, um, as we were preparing, I, I could feel how we built this system right? and the system felt so like we were just totally in flow. We barely have to talk to each other. It's like yeah. every, you do your thing. I do my thing, you know, like every once in a while we have questions for each other, but pretty much we know what we have to do and it yeah. gets done. And, and then, you know, the workshop happens, it goes off pretty seamlessly. Everything, you know, we're, we're able to coordinate the food and the, the cars and the, you know, everything's mm -hmm. flowing. And so I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, is it just one of those things where we are going to build the system and then, and then we'll get bored and then that's it. And so I asked you, I was like, is that, do you think that that's what's going to happen with us? We just keep building different systems and then we get bored and then that's it. And you said, well, the system works except for we're not making money. Right. And I was like, right, okay. Well, we would be making money if it wasn't for the space. Because the space only holds a certain number of people. Is that what yeah. you mean? Well, no, we, we're renting the space. Oh. If, we, if we just rented the space for the weekend, right. we'd have a different, we'd be making some money, but still, eh, right. not enough in my mind. 
so for then, me to justify committing that much time and energy to it. Yeah. So then we, so we had decided that this was going to be our last workshop mm-hmm. and that maybe we would just do retreats. Yeah. But as we were doing, as the workshop was going along and I was like, wow, you know, and people were sharing the, the experience that it was for them. Yeah. It's like, why are, this is, this is so good. What we're doing, what we're offering. What if we just double the price, Right. you know, like what if we do it in a way that we can make the money that we want to make, or Mm -hmm. at least just, let's just charge something. The minimum amount that feels correct. Is, is the number that I came up with. Yeah. Which you know, we won't get into the numbers, right. but it, it, it's not a lot of money. No. It's it's basic. Right. It's basic. Yeah. And so so then I did the numbers mm-hmm. like I, based on, and it's actually good that we've had this last year because now I know what the expenses are, you know, yes. that we can, that we can uh, you know, pretty comfortably rely on. These are the, these are going to be the expenses for yeah. the year. So if those are the numbers including taxes and everything, the number that I came up with was, well, I mean, I, I did some work with Ferd, uh, and I re- we redid the numbers because um, he has an accounting background, but um, basically $3,000 in order to make the, the money that we want to make mm-hmm. with eight people. With eight people. Yeah. So that we cap it at eight. That's the idea. It. We're, we're, we're going to keep the workshops intimate. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... Maybe we could say eight to 12, you know, like in this space. But if we cap it at eight, that's the minimum that we would. And that's, I that's mean, I want to. What do you mean that's the minimum? That's the minimum that we would have to charge if we have eight people in order to make the amount of money yeah. that you, you said you wanted to make. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, but the I think it has to be a maximum of eight, doesn't it? Because the added price what you're guaranteed is intimacy, which you don't get at most workshops. Mostly when you go to a workshop, it's, it's 20 people. Mm-hmm. And this, how do you justify the price that we're going to charge? Well, one of the ways to justify it, besides the fact that we're the best, <laughs> is that it's intimate. It's eight. Mm. That was my thinking, but I could be wrong. Eight. Uh, eight's a good number in this space. Get off 10. We've had 12 in Well, here. the reason I, I was say, thinking 12 was because 12 is a good good number in terms of there's the even and the odd. Like we could do, th- you know, yeah, four groups of three. Yeah, We could, you know. Okay. But. But we're not getting 12. Right. Exactly. But if you raise the prices, are we going to we're gonna get more people showing up? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. You know that story and. uh. What's the book called? Persuasion, I think. It's the classic book on sales, but it's more than about sales. It's really about psychology. It's a fascinating book. And there's a story they tell. There was some trinket shop, something, and they had, I don't know, ceramic owls or something, and they couldn't get rid of them. And so they dropped the price. They dropped the price. They still didn't sell. And then they doubled or tripled the price, and they sold instantly. Right, exactly. That people, you know, they see a high price and they, oh, this must be good. Well, that's what, I mean, I figured, you know, we could, we can just put it out there. I mean, we don't yeah. have, we have nothing to lose because yeah. we were going to stop it anyway. Poor people, not welcome. <laughs> no scholarships. Or, <laughs> Sorry. No scholarship. Figure it out. Right. Right. 
You know how I feel about it is I have been working for under my rate for a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. I think I've been really fair and generous and it's like I'm getting married and that's over. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's other people, other wonderful people Mm -hmm. that uh, work at at, at reduced rates and and you should go to them. Mm -hmm. But if you want to come to me, this is what it is. And and I've earned that. I've earned that right. I have the experience. I've done the work. And that's just what it is. So mm-hmm. uh, it took me a minute to get there. I mean, the Andrew Tate interview helped because obviously that gave me massive social proof. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this guy's therapizing Andrew Tate and did a pretty good job. It's like, well, yeah, if you're going to have want to work with that guy, you're going to have to pay. And people expect that. Mm-hmm. They don't think he's going to be 150 an hour. Right. So that became easy. Uh, for me, just to, just to feel into, cause it's, you know, it, when you're in the, uh, this line of work, helping healing, it's easy to get caught in that trap. Like you shouldn't charge too much. Mm-hmm. And I've, I, I've been caught in that and, and I get it and people are going to judge you and people have, I know you got judged when you raised your rates all those years ago mm-hmm. by <laughs> No, you're, no, you're taking that out. Why am I taking that what? out? No, no. Fuck him, man. <laughs> oh, God. Why? Why can't we call him out? No. That guy's fucking talks so much shit about me. Really? All right, I'll cut out. Okay. His, I'll cut out. I'll cut it out. Okay, thank you. Um, He's outraged. But the, but the, <laughs> but the reason I, I had to raise my rates was because I was burning out. Right. I, I was... I just, I couldn't see that many people for that, that rate. It was, it was like, I was going to either have to stop doing this or, Mm. or that, that was my choice at the time. Yeah. It's kind of like right now. It's like either we raise our rate or we stop doing these workshops because it's not, it's right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's out of necessity. Yes. And it's not, it's not just like, oh, I think I'm so great. Though is, I, though I do think I am. Mm-hmm. So it is. Well, pu- we've earned it. We've earned it for fuck's sakes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's our time. It's that time. But also it might be that, you know, some, the people in the therapy healing world are undercharging, you know, and we've mm-hmm. just got, we just got caught in that loop. Right. You know? And so, but in any case, it feels good. Mm hmm feels correct for me you know to have it be a high price yeah and um you know that there'll maybe maybe other things that I offer that aren't that that are I mean I feel like maybe what I'm going to be doing on social media is a little more teaching or like expressing you know some of what I I think or what I believe um in that forum that will be for free, you know? Yeah. Which is what you do. Yeah. I think that you offer, there's a lot of value that you offer online for free. Absolutely. And I spent a lot of time creating. Yeah. So yeah, well there's, there are other people in the space, the, this coaching transformational therapy space that are far less less experienced than we are. And I'm, I'm sure they're very good, but they're charged. It, you can't believe how much some of these people are charging and they're getting it. Now, part of the reason they can charge that much is because they've created a huge brand. 
And so they're almost like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And you, you watch them on Instagram or YouTube and you, you and they, they are giving a lot of value and they're doing that for free and they're working very hard at it. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it from their perspective. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what it costs. Like if you want to actually come, I'm, I've just given you all this shit for free mm-hmm. for the last two years mm-hmm. and I've worked really hard for nothing. So if you want to come actually do it, this is what it costs. Mm-hmm. And that seems actually reasonable to me. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's, yeah, it seems reasonable. But I I, I, my point is, in some way, we're still undercharging. Yeah. I mean, you... At yeah. 3K. Right, right. Well, we're, we're going to have this conversation. It might be not be 3K, people. It might be something else. Yeah, it might be something else. But we're going to try it. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're both stepping into our power. Mm-hmm. I feel committed. Finally, I don't think I've. Right. I, there's always been this part of me. It's like I, I'm ready to quit any day. Yeah. But now that there's more media involved, it's more interesting to me. So the Tate interview is was obviously a media project, and that was fun. And people get to watch it. And there's there's now, there's like a three-part podcast on the episode with Chloe Valdere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chloe Valdere and and some some guy who's who's really smart, they're they're watching it in real time and talking about it in, in three parts. And a guy wrote this huge article about it, wow. uh, criticizing me. <laughs> what do you and, say? I, you know, the typical stuff was well, what these therapists try to do. They try to convince you you have a problem. <laughs> and so he's he's got a big YouTube channel, uh-huh. uh, 2.1 million subscribers. And uh, a friend of mine who is uh, a fan of his and also a fan of mine uh, pointed me to this article. And he said, you might want to read this. And it might be interesting for you guys to have a conversation. Mm. So I reached out to him mm. and I said, you know, how about it? I read your article. Let's love to have a friendly debate. And he was like, great. Oh. So we've set that up. Awesome. Oh my God. That's exciting. It's going to be really good. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's good. Like he's, I watched some of his videos and he's smart and he's interesting. I like what he's doing. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going well, I know. I don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to talk to a skeptic. I, I'm sure he's aware of how it went with the last skeptic, but that I interviewed. <laughs> but we'll see. Right. Maybe that's unconsciously what he's looking for. So, what is he? He's a ther- is he? A no, ther- he's just a creator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Like his mm-hmm. his content's excellent. He's, he's 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 he seems like a cool. And he was totally open to it. He 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 was like, great. This will be fun. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That's exciting. And then I got this guy, Candy Ken. <laughs> Candy Ken. I think he's, I want to say he's German. Uh-huh. I don't know. Candy? C-A-N-D-Y? He's, from, he's, he's European. Oh, it's so terrible. He's, well, he's not, yeah, Candy Candy Ken. He's a, he's got a podcast, super popular. Mm-hmm. And he's got a TikTok and he's, you know, he's up to all kinds of shenanigans and, He's always, he's buff. He's a CrossFit guy. 
and he's wearing he wears this big pink hat and pink outfits like candy All right. he dresses like candy i guess that's the shtick and he's the set of his podcast is really colorful and but i watched some of the podcasts and it's it's good he's smart like he, it's not just outrageous stuff i mean that's part of the part of it but he's also having real conversations so he reached out to me he said i'd love to have you on my podcast and i said uh yeah let's do it um he's like i'm in la but i come to austin i said well, why don't we do it when you come to austin and he was like, great, I'm coming these days. I can, you know, we could go to my Airbnb. You could come to my Airbnb. And I said, well, why don't you come to my studio? And why don't we just do a session and film it? And he was so excited. <laughs> he was like, yes. And like nervous. Because again, he's, he was, he's loved the Tate interview. Right. And now he's going to get the treatment and he's, he's all about it. So he's got a big audience and he's an interesting guy, a cultural figure and, so I'm, you know, now it's interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that, that the work I'm doing with my clients is it. I mean, th the truth is, I, I, I love all my clients. Like I'm, I'm having a great oh. time with my clients. The work is deep. Mm -hmm. It's inspiring, mm -hmm. interesting people. So that's nice. But it's it's severely limited. I mean, I'm I'm only working with a few a few people. There's mm. not a lot of people I'm working with. I've reduced it down, mm -hmm. raised my rates. Uh, and now that I have these other projects out there, it's, it, it's more exciting mm. because it, yeah, I can demonstrate this skill that I've developed, uh, add value to the world and, and reach audiences that n normally wouldn't be exposed to anything like this. I mean, Tate's probably not coming here and going to hit the block, but Candy Ken is going to hit the block. <laughs> I mean, we're getting into it. Candy Ken, get ready. Yeah, no, he's all about it. He's probably, I mean, he looked a little like, you know, uh -huh. nervous, which is the other thing. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the dad. Right. Like I'm, I'm older, which is new. I'm still adjusting to that. Just the way people look at me. Uh-huh. There's, there's something, there's an authority, I guess, that I have a wisdom. And if you, you know, you, you look at my life story, it's, it's very, what? This guy was an actor and now he's doing this and he interviewed Andrew. What the fuck? How, how does none of it make sense? Right. How did he get here? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm starting to own that and, and see that it can be, I, I can do good work, but also have fun. Mm -hmm. and that's exciting to me and create interesting things. Cause I want to, I want to create interesting content and it, you know, it's fun to make the videos. Ah, oh, this is, you know, let me describe the lower self, but actually like having people, cause once I get have Tate and then I have candy Ken, it's like, who's next? Right. Jake Paul. Uh -huh. Like, you know, and, and it's kind of fun if it's these influencers, not traditional media personalities, not Hollywood, because I got the, you know, my agents called and do you want to do a podcast for Sirius XM hmm. possibly? And, and, you know, there's ways I could go back and, mm. you know, maybe try to pitch a show at HBO or something again. Mm. But I'm like, eh, I don't mm. want to do that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, well, no, new media. Right. And, and I'm kind of in. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's probably a lot of other interesting people out there. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, I'll do these therapy session sessions with all these, um, young influencers. And, and I think that could be fun. And, and 
not, I mean, I, you know, before I got on the phone with Candy Ken, I mean, I, I saw that he was a serious person, but, you know, I wanted to talk to him, but I could see like, he was like, no, no, like he's, he's, he knows what it's going to be. Mm. Like, it's not going to, he's, it's not going to be a performance. It's going to be like, he wants it to be real. Right. And yeah. I'm yeah, it's going to be real. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not, we're not, it's not shtick. Yeah. And that's what he wants. And I think that's what people want. Yeah, of course. And so there's a lot that the, the potential there is limit, limitless. Like, you know, Danny Miranda did his podcast yesterday and afterward he said, I want to come to one of your workshops. I want to, I want to, and then let's do another podcast after our, I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was a great idea. So people are starting mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, come and uh, feels feels good, feels fun. And I got a new car. <laughs> well, I think the car represents forward motion. Right. Oh. Moving forward. And when you have an old car that you is kind of waiting to die, mm-hmm. it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. And now I have this new car that's kind of slick and quick and fun and I enjoy it and it looks cool and I feel cool in it, even though it's just a little Toyota RAV, it's, a, it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So something about the feeling of all of that and getting married and what that does to my psyche, like I'm committing mm. And there's a responsibility that I feel. It's like, okay, I got to get serious. I got to commit to something. I, I can't stop fooling. I can't keep fooling around. Not that I was fooling around, but, there, you know, I was 80, 90, there's 90%. There's always one foot ready to head out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I hear you in terms of getting serious, but I think you've used the word fun more than I've ever heard you use the word fun <laughs> in this, in the last I like having minutes. fun. I know, exactly. I haven't had a lot of fun. I know. Which Since is, when? I don't I know I actually when. think that that's your key. I think it's, it's, it's that you need to have more fun in order to make more money, in order to have the life that you want. Yeah. It's well, not- I, didn't, I wasn't sure what brought me fun anymore. I, I would right. think, what, 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 what do you do for fun? I'm like, uh, go to sweat lodge. Is that, it's kind of fun, but I, you know, I used to play hockey. I don't know. There's, I don't fun, but yeah. Cause all I was like, all I want to do is work, which is true. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, well you got to make your work fun. Right. And I think that's what I'm doing. It is what I'm doing. Yeah, I hear that. It's mm-hmm. really nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see you in this energy. Yeah. Yeah, Diana's happy. Mm. Mm-hmm. But she got, she got, I don't know, she was going through something. It's funny, like, you know, I'm through, going through something and then I come out of it. Then she kind of went through something. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. She doesn't stay stuck in stuff very long. Mm-hmm. A couple of days. But when she does, she starts to zone out. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I, it's a problem for me. Like she, I, I'll say something and she doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I told, you know, and it has, it's like some instruction. Hey, when you do this, can we, whatever. And then she's like, calls me up. What, 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 what's going on with that? I'm like, I fucking, t- what the? <laughs> <sighs> I have the same thing with Ferd. 
You do yes. you zone out? It's not that I zone out. It's that I'm focused on something. That's what I've, she I've, said. I've told I've I've told you. I've told yeah. him this many times now, and and especially now that I you know I'm into this human design thing, and I, like I understand that my focus is one thing at a time. It's like I can really go in. I can go. Well, in. when I'm speaking, you focus. Okay, but then you what what I told Ferd is that you have to touch me. Like you literally have to put your hand on mm. my back or something. Okay. To get Put you my... in a headlock, maybe? <laughs> Give you a noogie no. to just wake you up? No, but it is it. like, it's a, it's like magic. So hmm. when he, when for, right. he did it yesterday, he just like, he came over, he put his hand on my back and my whole body just like shifted. I was like, yes, mm. you know, and mm. I took everything that he said in, it, w- it was just like this thing. And then I, and then, and that was it. And then later on I was doing something, he was talking and he was like, are you even paying attention? And I was like, what? No, what? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, well, you didn't touch me. You, you got to, you know, it was like, I was like, it's a thing. It's a real thing for me. I mean, I don't know if that's true for Diana, but. Well, I'll try it. It's, it's like magic. I bet it, I bet it works with her. I'm sure it will, but I lost it. She's like, who's coming to pick you up? I'm like, I, I just literally just told you I'm taking an Uber. Because like, I had like 50 things going on. All of a sudden the phone rings. And I thought it was an emergency. I'm like, what? It's like, who's coming to pick you up? I'm like, ah. <laughs> <sighs> but it wasn't just that. There was a few things before that I, I was cool about. I was like, okay, let it slide, let it slide. And then it just exploded. So. We had a scrap over that, oh. but yeah, I get, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure it triggers something in me. Like I'm not hurt or I'm, not, right, pay, I'm exactly. not paid attention to. I remember my mother, I used to play basketball like every, I don't know what it was, Tuesday and Thursdays, like all through high school, every Tuesday and Thursday night. And there was something was happening and my mother had forgotten something, you know, the schedule or something. I'm like, mom, for five years, I've been playing basketball every Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> so maybe there's something there for me. Right. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. What else? We're only at an hour. We usually go an hour and a half. Is there something that wants to come out? I don't know. Maybe. It's a Friday. It's a weird time to record a podcast Friday afternoon. Like the end of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I had a busy week. I, I was tired. I'm, I'm, I'm not tired. I'm actually energized. But I had a, I had a very, very full week. I'm Try not to use the word busy or tired. I don't want to program myself. Hmm. At a full week, a wonderful week. Doing what you love. Doing what I love, hmm. but building new systems. Which is a lot. That is a lot. Uh-huh. I have a... I'm going to hire some assistant from India. Oh. One of these deals on Upwork uh, just to handle like certain tasks. So, you know, just see how certain things I'm going to build online. Yeah. Online. Uh Just build a system. Like when these emails come in, send this Mm -hmm. 
create a spreadsheet for this track that like basic stuff. So I don't have to do any of that, like build a system for that and yes. then have her handle it, which will make my life easy. And it's like eight bucks an hour or 10 bucks an hour, whatever it is. Cause I don't really need a, a, an assistant here in Austin to run errands. So I don't really do errands. I, I, I order my food. I mean, order my, I cook my food, but I order groceries mostly. Mm. I don't go to the grocery store. I, I mean, did you see the traffic out there? You didn't, it was like LA traffic out there. Wow. It was crazy. It was, it's a little disturbing. I mean, the 35, I'm South. You don't have to deal with it, but they're right. doing construction there. It's every day it's traffic. So oh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm having feelings. I'm, I don't like it. Uh-huh. So I have to deal with that. But yes, I have to simplify. You have to build systems. It's a whole thing. Otherwise, when you get, you can't handle it. And then you're, you're wasting all this mental energy on nonsense. Well, exactly. I mean, this is what I, I was listening to, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite human design people, Sam Zagar. Um, She was talking about how to support the functioning of her brain. And I was like, Mm. I I mean, she has a similar, similar, there's similar characteristics of her chart to mine. So the way that she was speaking, I really related to, but I was like, what is the support that I need to create the 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 support for the functioning of my brain so that it's at its premium you know and it's mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. and like when i thought about it it like it was it's kind of like what you're saying it's like these systems that i i have not built for myself mm-hmm. like hiring the cleaning lady which jana yelled at me for she's like this is it we're not talking about this I have one a good, more i have time. a very good cleaning person really yes well, I hired cleaning someone, lady. But, that's but sexist. I think that's sexist. Cleaning, cleaning lady, cleaning she, person, please. Is she female? Is it she? She's a female. Yeah, <laughs> she's a clean. She is a lady. She's awesome. She's Spanish. Oh, mm-hmm. oh why Venez- did I ask Venezuela. you? I don't know why you didn't ask me. She's awesome. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what yeah. does she do? Does she do? What does she do? Like, does she do everything? Like, does what she do, you, do your laundry? Do you does she do? I think she'll do the laundry if you if you want her to. I mean, I I had her do. Before Diana moved in, I, I talked to her about the laundry and, and she was, yeah, she was open to it, like the sheets and stuff, but I'm, I'm sure you can negotiate with her. I mean, I, when I had somebody in LA, yeah, they would get there and the first thing they would do is do my laundry. They'd throw all my laundry and they start cleaning the house yeah. and, you know, over the, over the course of the three or four hours that, that they were there cleaning, they would, the laundry would get complete. So now that, now Diana has to do that. Well, that's what this, I, this woman that I hired, she, she doesn't, she cleans everything, but she doesn't do laundry. It's that's, or it's an added expense. I'm not sure, but what's the difference? Well, it can be an added expense, but yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll see. But in any case, I'm going to give her a try. I, I, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I like, I like our person. Okay. We found our person. Yeah. And then I'm going to, I'm going to start ordering groceries. I'm just going to start like all the. Instacart. All the, these things that I don't want to be doing, mm-hmm. I'm offloading. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think I've had resistance to it. Like, I think I've, there's been some place in me that's, it's, it's like a lower self place. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you, you're going to do all of this. You're going to waste all of your time. You're going to like do things that you don't really want to do. And, uh, I think it's over now. Something, yeah. Something I could shifted. turn you into an Instagram star. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could manage you. 
Tell me, you're tell you're me a more. no brainer. You're like a no brainer. If you're like if if you were like a, a talent manager, yeah, and you walked in and, into uh, my office and and you know I understood that you were actually really good at what you do and and just seeing who you are and how you look and how you present yourself. I'm like this is a no brainer. What would you say? Well, it's t- you got to start generating content, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly, but but all the you know be yourself and just put yourself out there and. I mean, you told me a little bit, but tell, but say again, like, what is the content that you would suggest that I generate? Well, I think, I think what you're doing, experimenting with is, is very good. And I think you just got to keep practicing and letting people in on your life. And I think you need to get consistent uh, pictures of yourself that are as sexy as possible Mm -hmm. for the ladies. This is what the ladies like. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're 54. You look insanely good for 54, for any age. And that's an inspiration. Mm-hmm. So there's something, and you're authentic, and you're vulnerable. So that's what that's what you like. That's who you follow. These mm-hmm. are the people that you follow. Mm-hmm. And so just, just that, if, if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you can do all kinds of things. And I think there's a lot of fun you could have with it. And I think you then create offerings that could be fun for you. Mm. Hmm. I mean, you'll you'll have a lot of women clients, and I don't know, girls can all get together and whatever, go crazy. They'll love you, <laughs> right? Uh huh. I mean, I think I think I think you 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 want to think about what you actually want and what would be fun. Right. What would be fun, and that you're a leader. Mm-hmm. And people want would want to follow you, and you have a lot of wisdom. You have a lot to teach. You've lived an interesting life. You've arrived here now. It's your time to give, mm-hmm. if you want. Mm-hmm. The, there's no downside to putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. There's no downside to putting yourself out there. Yeah, what's the downside? I mean, I guess the things that I've been scared of, you know, I'm going to get judged, like people are going to shame me, you know, I don't know. Like, it's going to be something that somebody says, it's going to cancel me. Cancel you? You're not going to get canceled. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I mean, it feels ridiculous as I'm saying it, but maybe you're right. Maybe there is no downside. There's no downside. And I think that's what people, people respond to is a willingness to put yourself out there mm-hmm. because what does it say? I, I believe in myself. I'm betting on myself. Here's my message. And if you're consistent with it, then you, you by definition become an authority in the space. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you are an authority. That's you're not faking it. You're not pretending. So it's a, to me, it's a no brainer, I would develop a strategy. I would think about it, develop a strategy. Mm. You're also a great writer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just be sexy. How does one develop a strategy? I'm just, I, I just told when, you. When you oh. That's the strategy. Oh, I see. Sexy pictures. Uh-huh. Interesting. I don't mean like provocative sexy. I mean, just where you look good and powerful and alive, like a woman. And... And then, you know, your writing is usually, uh, you, uh, this happened to me and I figured this out, 
you know, it's something vulnerable, it's something human. And, and there's so, something that you you're teaching through that. And you do that very, very well. And then letting people in on your life, you know, just, you just got to get in the habit of making more of the little videos that you've been making. Just do it on a consistent basis so that people are following your, your journey. And then you probably want to make things that are shareable. So that's how you get more followers. So, you know, you want to make these little card really? things that with little wisdom, like what I do. Oh, uh-huh. And then, you know, I made one today and it, yeah, I got like, I don't know, 40, 50 shares. Well, you know, I'm getting followers from that or, or you make a little video and, you know, maybe you, you kind of write it out to get it dialed in. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you say something and, and if you keep doing that eventually, like I did, then eventually you get one that gets six, seven million views. You, you suddenly something hits. It's just, you ha- I think you have to have fun with it though. Right. That's, that is actually the key for me. Yeah. It has to be fun. It has to be fun. Right. It can't be a job. Yes. I'm, I'm just hired a social media marketing company. Uh-huh. So I will have someone handling all my social media. All like you're, you're still creating the content. They're editing. Is that right? They're editing. So I can send them a recording of a podcast and they'll just find, they'll go through it and find the clips. I don't have to find the clips. Now I, I may make, I think I will make videos and, and, you know, I'll produce videos and, and send them to them. Uh, but, uh, also it opens up the door for, you know, like this candy Ken thing. Well, there's going to be a lot of moments from that mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. And if I do more of that, there's going to be more moments. And, and then it, it's like I could, you know, get a group of guys in here for a day, like do a one day workshop and just film a little bit of that. Me talking, guy working with guys at the block. Like I want to expand the range of the content so that people can actually feel who I am and, and what I do. Mm-hmm. Not me. I mean, me talking about a concept can can be good. And I think some of the videos that I've made are are excellent and and concise and some of the stuff that I say on podcasts that, that, that have been clipped together is good, but it's just me talking. Like I want to have people see me in action, mm, like mm-hmm. what I'm actually doing because right. talking about my work is, is it's one thing, but seeing me work, which, which I'm not talking, I'm asking questions. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm being in relationship. You can, you can see what that is. And that, that to me is much more interesting and less of an effort for me because mm-hmm. I don't have to think about anything. Mm-hmm. I just have to sit down and go. And so if I can film more of that, then I think I have endless amounts of content. And these people that you've hired, how, how did you find them? Like how, why did you choose Everybody them? in Austin's work with Danny Morrell. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, bears, you know, everybody's they're They're the kind of, they're the go-to people. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of go-to, but they're, they're one of the go-to. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, I met this guy Casper and through Danny and saw him a couple of times. And then I asked O'Bear, Hey man, who you, who you working with? He's like Casper. I'm like, okay. Mm. And he's great. He's really smart and, uh, no nonsense. So I feel, I feel good about that, but it's an investment. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens when I no longer have to worry about, well, I have to worry about it, 
That's why I'm saying, yeah, I mean, I'm getting a lot of podcast requests. Mm. I'm saying yes to all of them because I need content and I want to practice. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't, you know, it, it, it's going to be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And so I'm outsourcing, it's outsourcing, outsourcing. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm investing in myself with the expectation that that will be returned to me. And, you know, it's a whole game in that, of course, but you have to go for it at some point. Mm -hmm. You can't just sit back and wait forever. So, and I'm, I am at my capacity mm. with, I mean, it's crazy. Well, you've said, you know, editing, it's, it's a whole, like, that's a whole thing for it's you. It's a whole job. And you don't seem to love it. You're very good at it. I'm very good at it. But you don't yes. love doing it. Well, I do love doing it if that was my job. Right. But I you know, it's, it, when it's a thing that I have to do and there's all these other things that I have to do, it's, it becomes a, it feels like a burden. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a whole thing with the editing software. I mastered Final Cut Pro 7. I'm very, I got fairly fast on that. And as soon as I finished with the group documentary series project, like the Final Cut Pro 7 went away. They, Apple changed it to Final Cut Pro 10 X and it was completely different oh. software. Wow. You had to relearn. And then Premiere Pro is kind of like Final Cut Pro 7, but not. And so it, my brain was just like, I'm not, no, I'm not learning. Right. Because you have to spend a lot of time with it. Mm -hmm. And I just knew at my age, I was never going to get as quick as these. I I watch and, you know, you, there's these videos watching these guys edit these, you know, 25-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, my God. They're like 50 times faster than me. There's a, you know, I was like, okay, I got, I'm, this is, no, I can't be doing this. But the problem is I am a good editor and I like it how I like it. Mm -hmm. And then somebody gives it to me. I'm like, eh, eh. although Eli edited the, uh, Andrew Tate little clip uh -huh. and, uh, I thought it was great. I mean, yeah. I sent him all the clips, but he, he, he did a good job with yeah. that. He's a good yeah. editor. Yeah. It's great. Mm -hmm. But you know, he's, he's, I don't think he wants to be doing that forever. It's good that you have had that experience, though, because you know what you want. So yeah. That, so these people, like Casper, like if he's doing something, you can tell him. Oh, there'll be notes. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be notes for sure. <laughs> Just like, dude, that's corny. Okay. <laughs> They're gonna insert. You know, say the, the the whole thing now is they in, insert shots, like stock footage shots. Right. Yeah, I see. It's see everybody's that. doing it. And I'm yeah. just like, it's gay. <laughs> It's G-H-E-Y gay. I mean, it's not. It's good. I get it. It's effective. It works. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go along with it to a degree. But I think at some point I want to up-level the content so that it's it has its own style. Like yeah. It has its own artistic sensibility. Well, the Andrew Tate video, I thought, ha had its own artistic sen yeah. sense, and I, I loved it. It looked great. It looked amazing. Well, that was his crew and his house, the right. beautiful table, the kitchen. I mean, it, it, that was, the set was um, was amazing. And, and just it even felt the backdrop was, cool. like, it was the, 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 behind him was a little more stark, and behind me there was that big, uh, plant. Oh, right. Uh huh. It's perfect. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> it's kind but of it, magical. Yeah. But it, it felt like, I mean, I don't know. It, it kind of suited you. Yes. Like that, that's, 
Oh, that's that's Dave. Yeah, yeah. Chris Willicks is making podcasts that are visually interesting. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole five cameras and he cuts and, and it's it, they're good. They're really, really good. And and I think more and more people are going to be doing that because you know how do you stand out in the market? Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to make make it. It's not just two people on Zoom talking. It, you, you need something more mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah, I, and I'm interested with this podcast. I mean, I have, we have these two cameras set up, but they're not ready to go just yet. Uh, I, I'd like to figure out a way to make it somewhat visually interesting, but you know, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Um, definitely want to make you look good. I want to look good. But I the, the problem is as we're set up. This is my bad side. <laughs> hey, what's your good side? Do you have a good side? Or are you uh, just perfect? There's no bad. No, You're like Brad Pitt, no bad well, side. Well, definitely not up. <laughs> like Up at I, your nose? I know. I don't know why you always did that. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And your phone. It's, it's, it's like I know, your phone. I know. It's like got some It's like an yellow. iPhone You're 2 right. or something. No, it's... it's it's horrible. I know. No, but the camera, like there's something wrong with it. It's like, no. it takes horrible pictures. It's got this yellow tint that I want that now that you've, you've said it, like I can't not see it. It's like, it's terrible. I'm Get a new phone. I know. It's so crazy. isn't there a new one out? 15? Is it? Something. Well, the, they're all the same. Your I think, last, um, what, what, what do you have? I have a 13 mini. Is that what you used for your last, um, you did a, a video on the, in the car? Yeah. Was that you, mm-hmm. you at the phone? Mm-hmm. It looked really Lana good. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was, that was, it's all the lighting though. Oh. It's the, you, just the, sometimes just it, the sunlight? So, well, the car is great. The car is a great place. This car almost always looks good. That's why I shoot in the car. Oh. Just the light is great because you have a cover, but there's light coming in. It just, it just really works for the iPhone. Mm. Um, yeah. But sometimes the iPhone doesn't look good. Depending on the light, so. So Lana Del Rey is greater than Twi- Taylor Swift. Obvious. Is it even a? Uh, I mean, I don't really listen to Lana Del Rey. You but don't yeah. listen to Lana Del Rey. Yeah, no, but she's like the pure feminine, like mm-hmm. to me. Like her, all her songs are about like just surrendering, you know. Like I, and I, I don't know why I love that that quality in women where they're just completely and utterly dedicated to their man, mm. it, it evokes something powerful in me. Like it, it's, it's awe-inspiring. Mm. It, 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 cause on, on, you could judge it as weak, but it, to me, it's the most powerful thing mm-hmm. because it's egoless. It's full surrender to like this part of her that just all I want to do is be with my man and listen to him talk about what he wants and follow him around and be pretty for him you know obviously i'm sure that's not the whole story of lana del rey but i think that quality i think women have that quality just like men have a quality and they their relationship to women and they 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 sing about that she captures that essence of the feminine i think so beautifully and it just i don't know it moves me it's so interesting because yesterday um you know i'm I'm scrolling on tiktok and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really watch too much of Candace Owens, but her, one of her, her videos came up and it was, a, it was something like part one, why she believes that Taylor Swift is going, she's, she's heading for a crash. Yeah. Did you, did you watch that? No, but oh. why, what did she say? 
basically like just but what she's been seeing and it's so interesting because she talked about how her songs are like basically like these songs where she's every time she breaks up with someone she's angry like whoever she's angry at she gets all of her Swifties to be angry at them too and they're singing these songs like you know that are that are basically like hate songs towards the person yeah, nobody's gonna date her which is opposite of what you're saying to about Lana Del Rey. Of course. No, that's I listened to. I was listening to Lana Del Rey all day yesterday. And then I've listened to Taylor Swift. I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift back in the day because I was curious. Everyone's talking about Taylor Swift and I got heavily into the Red album. I mean, I listened to that a lot. I thought it was fantastic. And then whatever the album was after that, I listened to. And, and you know, and then I've heard all the singles and but I, I i don't know i just i put her on for an hour and just listened and i yeah that's the vibe i got i'm like this is they're great songs they're pop songs but there's there's no poetry in them mm. the, the 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 depth is it's not like lana Del Rey. there's not she's not evoking something other than exactly that like kind of that i'm dating a boy and I, there's something she has that's that's really interesting but yeah i i think you're right she's She's in the zeitgeist. She's not going to, she's, no guy wants that. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying this, uh, Candace Owens was saying it, but I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. You know? And no, uh, well, what you're going to date her and then she's going to write a song about you. It says you're an asshole. I mean, she's the common denominator in all this. Well, she, what Candace Owens she was can't saying keep a man. That, Taylor Swift can't keep a man. Well, why can't saying, you keep a man, Taylor Swift? I mean, seriously, why can't she keep a man? Well, she was saying that she's she's a 34-year-old woman that's still like asking her mom and dad to do things for her. And there's a way in which she keeps herself really small. Right. You know, and and uh like in kind of uh she's you know, she's got these twelve year olds, you know? And right. I thought about army, that. you know. I thought about that. What's that like when you're a 34 year old woman and your fans are all little girls? Right. Uh huh. Yeah. And she's I mean, not all little girls, but that there's a way in which she stays a little girl. Right. And so, you know, I thought that was interesting. That was come interesting to, come thing. to our workshop, Taylor. We'll, we'll straighten you out. Do a, do a podcast interview with Dave. <laughs> I think she'd be tougher to crack than Tate. Wow. Wow. I do. Interesting. Uh-huh. Maybe not. Tr- I just get the, I get the vibe when I look at her pictures. She's not getting softer. She's getting harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah. Because she's a beautiful yeah. woman and she's super talented. Yeah. But that's, that's the life she's living. You know, I mean, there's a price you pay when you want to have that kind of fame. And I think she made that choice because you don't have to make that choice. Lana Del Rey didn't make that choice. You don't, you don't, she's just making her music and doing whatever the fuck she wants. She's, she doesn't seem like she's a slave to her image. Mm -hmm. She feels like an artist who's putting stuff out there and letting it exist. Whereas Taylor Swift feels more like a a commodity, Mm -hmm. a brand. And I think you get, imprisoned by it mm-hmm, exactly it's, it's hard to get out of well that's what i was talking about in terms of the roles yeah like i don't want to be i don't even want to be a famous instagram person that's not what i want yeah i just i just want to be able to like what you're saying it's like why not be a famous instagram person i don't want to get stuck in that 
that brand. Well, you don't have to get stuck. You just just do what you want and continue yeah. to do what you want. Yeah. You don't have to be a slave to your audience. That's what Cernovich says. I just do what I want. My audience kind of comes and goes. Exactly. And they, they think I'm one thing and then they attach to me because of that. And then, you know, a month later I'm saying this. They're like, I thought you thought this. And he's like, no, and that's what I think now. <laughs> like, well, I don't like you anymore. It's like, God, fine. Go fuck. You know, he doesn't, I don't care. Fuck off. So, which is great. He's free. Right. He's yes. totally free. And you can, you can be the yeah. same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. Go for it, Angela. The people love you. <laughs> Don't they? How yeah. is that? What would that be like for you to be an influencer? You start like promoting perfumes and stuff. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Really? Yeah. I see it. I see. I see it. My some of my favorite influencer people that I follow. They they're just doing their thing. They they look like they're having a blast. Right. I mean, I don't know what the the truth is, but you know, they're getting gifts from their favorite designers or makeup people or, you know, it's like, yeah. And then they get to choose what they like and then they promote it. I think it can be fun. Yeah. I mean, you get, you can get uh, swag you can get stuff. I get people send me stuff or, uh, Hey, we'd like to do a collaboration or I don't know, but I I just ignore it all. Right. Yeah. Unless it's, I don't, I don't know. What would I promote? Meat. (laughs) There's a couple, couple, Things that I'd like to promote. RAV4s? No, not cars. <laughs> Camera no? equipment? I don't mm, know. Something. Right. What would I like for free? Food. Meat. Mm-hmm. You know, like some meat delivery company. Grass-fed beef. I'd be all about that. T-shirts? T-shirts, maybe. I don't know. You always have a great T-shirt. Um. Yeah. But I think I got to retire the T-shirt look. Although I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into shape. Um, I mean, I, I never got that far out of shape, but I, I, I didn't lift at all. I was just walking, preparing for Sundance. Mm-hmm. So, probably two months leading up, I, I, I'd work out once in a while. But I was just, walk, I mean, I was walking a lot. You know, seven, ten miles almost every day. But then when I got back from Sundance, it was, it's been, I just been, it's been sporadic. So I, I started working out in the morning. I've never been a morning workout guy. So now I just, I get up, I have my coffee. I, I do a little of my morning routine, then boom. But all I do is I go for 30 minutes. I just, I have a, you know, a home gym and I go in the garage 30 minutes hard, hmm. like just set the timer and I just don't stop. And, uh, I'm going to do that every day and see how that goes. It feels great. Wow. Cause 30 minutes is not that long, but if you make it like hell, it's, like I can get through 30 minutes of hell an hour of hell. I, I guess what I'm saying is in 30 minutes, I actually work harder than I would in an hour. Well, I do 30 minutes a week. Right. <laughs> and I've been doing that for the last seven years, some methodology called super slow and I've gotten stronger. I mean, I, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, it's not. And that, that is, I think, and I think that is the most effective, uh, training method to build strength. So for somebody like you, that's, that's absolutely right. It's for me, it's, it is about that, but it's, I have to drain energy. Right. Yes. That's I, true. I, I, it's, it's about endorphins for me. Yeah. I, I, I and, and 30 minutes is just, just right. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, the t-shirts, I don't know. I mean, it's, it feels like I, I I'm 54. I think am I done with t-shirts? I don't know. Hmm. I might, I might start going for a new look. I'm look, I'm excited. Cowboy hat. I don't know. Something. Something, who knows? We'll see. I want to upscale it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's part of it. Yeah. It's good to, I mean, Tate fucking dresses like a beast, man. He looks great mm-hmm. all the time. And I think it's important. There's a lot of people out there that look, uh, there's some people out there that do not. I won't mention their names, but maybe I'm one of them. Maybe they think that, you know, my beard sometimes is shaggy. I don't know. I got to spend more time. But I, I, I did that for an actor for a long time. There's a part of me that just resents it. Right. It's like, I don't want to fucking look good or fix my hair or trim my fucking beard because I'm going to make a goddamn video for Instagram. Fuck that. <laughs> but then I see it. I'm like, eh, I probably should have used some hair gel. <laughs> hair looks flat. You know, I'm like, I can't get out of it. It's hard when you're this good looking. It's really, it's a burden. It's, it really is. People, the, the expectations are high. But I'm getting uglier every day, as I've said. What? You don't notice that? No. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm getting older. I older peaked, is I peaked, uglier? I, peaked in, I think I peaked about 42, 42, 43. I think that was my peak of hot, my hotness. I always thought that, that like for certain men, and I said this to Ferd, I was like, it's, it's, I feel so like a, like a little jealous in a way of men because it, I think that men, it, first of all, it doesn't really like... It matters. The, on some level, it doesn't matter. But for some men, they they become more distinguished looking. That's how I see it. And there's something about the... Yeah, distinguished, but it's fine. Women can do that too. Yeah, that's true. But you get, yeah, you guys peak early. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. 16 to... 24 it's like you know you're what what is that i guess it's the prime fertility something about young women at that age it's just like they have so much fucking power Mm -hmm. but they're so young it's crazy Mm -hmm. it's crazy like a 16 year old britney spears like you watch that hit me baby one more time video I mean, it's just sexuality sprayed down all over mm-hmm. the place. The energy of it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I, I feel like it's like I can't watch it. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be, you know, looking at her. But you, it's undeniable. And it got exploited. Mm-hmm. I get why you, you should be protecting those women somehow. Well, she know. got exploited by her parents, right? Yeah, by her parents. Yeah. But also by the industry. Yeah. But I mean, Lindsay Lohan too. Yeah, it's her right. parents. I know. It's just sad. I mean, not that. We, I mean, I'm, we're, there's a certain kind of peak, but women. You know, we all peak. Women. There's tons of. But I guess there's a certain kind of peak. I guess when do men peak? Twenty-five to thirty-two. I would say. Hmm. Peak power. Which makes sense. A kind of power, right? Yeah, yeah, a kind I, of power. I, I think that what we're talking about, I mean, I don't I don't know if this is true for you, sure. but mm-hmm. it feels true for me. I don't feel like I've ever been as powerful as I yeah, am. Yeah, for sure. And for that, sure. I mean, I definitely didn't. I, my personal opinion is I did not look as good as I look now. No, you look amazing. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I'm wrong about everything really I said. I was also really insecure back then. Right. You know? Of course. So. Of course. We're just talking about like nature. We're not talking right. about like internal spiritual power. But that that also comes in, out through, yeah, it's natural beauty. I mean, you look, you do look more beautiful than ever. 
Well, that's what we did. We talked about that in the workshop. Like everybody, like at the end of the workshop, they look different. And I think when you start to like, like when your defenses come down, you know, when everybody's beautiful, like really, because you're, you're, you're not your face, you're not contorted. That's true. And so it's just your natural, like you, Mm -hmm. and there's something that's so beautiful about that. I mean, beautiful. It's, it's incredible. Like people's faces change. Yeah. Like they'll, they're before they work, their face looks one way and then they work and something gets released and their face looks different. They look different. Their aura is different. It's a different human being. Obviously it's the same human being. There's something about them that is different and it's, it's astonishing. And when you see it right in front of you, it's, and then you, you can see very clearly like why they weren't attracting to them what they wanted. And then when you see them afterwards, it like you can see that they could so easily attract everything that they want Mm -hmm. from that place. Exactly. It's all about, it's all presence. It's the whole game. Are you willing to get present? Be yourself, be yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're changing the name of our workshops, right? Uh, Yeah, we haven't announced anything. I still feel shy about it. Oh. Life force. Unleash your life force. Unleash your life force. Unleash your life force. Should we A, B test it? I don't have anything else in mind. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've... <laughs> have you tried it out on people? I have. I've, I've actually tried not to say it many times because I'm like, I don't... Like, it feels like it just keeps wanting to come out of me. Like, like yeah, you can... You're going to unleash your... I mean... You're gonna, I don't know. Like, I, then I change something, you know. It's like when you're working with your clients, when I'm working with my clients, or when I'm talking about the work in some way. And so, it, like, I, I, it, it's stuck in me now. It's like, oh, well, that's good. That's true. That is, that is good. Well, a deep feeling is was good, I think, because it does stick in your mind. You know exactly what it is, but it's not aspirational. Right. And I know a title, you know, as Janice said, and I know this, it's, it, it, it's, it's the promise. Yeah. The title should reflect the promise of what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So unleash your life force. I think, I think people want that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of radical aliveness, mm-hmm. similar. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's too abstract. But what are we going to say? It, it, our, yeah. This Jesse Elder talks about the, the promise has to be both tan, intangible, which which it often is, but it has to be tangible also. Like in some way, there has to be measurable results. Like if you really want to do well, like the, the, something has to be tangible. Like they have to know that it's going to affect their life in a real way. In the title, is that what you're saying? Not in the title, oh. but just in the in, in what you're offering. Mm-hmm. And I'm very focused on that. That's why I did the 16-week men's intensive and said, mm-hmm. okay, no booze, no weed, no porn. You're going to track your, you're going to work out and you're going to be held accountable because it's like, okay, you got four months where you're, you're going to be sober. You're going to give up all these vices and you have to deal with that and you're going to be working out and you're going to be eating well. And so that's, that's tangible. They have that four-month mm. experience and they're being held accountable and they've made a commitment and, and you know, it's, it, it's it's not just the the psychological work we're doing, the, the the therapy kind of work we're doing, but 
It's uh, actionable things in their lives, mm-hmm. risks they're taking. Like I'm really encouraging my clients to, and holding them accountable, like take a risk. Like what's your risk this week? And, and, and people are doing it. They're having conversations. Like they're, they're, they're doing things. Mm-hmm. And when you push them to do that, they, they do them and, and they feel better. And so something changes. So I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know how we implement that into, uh, into our workshops. Maybe it's more of a program. Mm-hmm. Maybe it should be a program. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately that would, I mean, this, you know, woman came up to me today. It's like, do you have trainings? It's like, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe that's, that's also a word I'm, I'm going to, uh, I mean, Connor Beaton, his tagline is it's not therapy, it's training for men, mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, training, training mm-hmm. people, something. Yeah. I don't know. Or should just be like Prince and just change it to a symbol, no name. <laughs> that would be like us. No sign on the door. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Jana wouldn't like that. That's stupid. It's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> uh, are you happy? Are you happy? I am. What's going on with your feet? You get you wear you get the flip flop feet where they're not fully tanned. That's a problem. I don't like that. Oh, your really? feet need to be fully. Yeah, you got to get your feet fully tanned. <laughs> you got to you got to remedy that. It's not. That's the only thing that's unattractive on you right now. <laughs> and you need to fix that immediately. So just stick your feet out in the sun for a couple hours and just get a nice even tan line on your feet, and and then you'll be perfect. Right. Oh my god. It's just like what it's, it's important to me. Uh huh. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.